You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. It's about to be a jovial 60 minutes, my dude. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all when the dynasty, but does she like me? Feel like a plumber sleeping. Now that's a pipe dream for the right fee. I might be entitled to the title, be on top like the cherry of an ice cream. Sunday, Sundays, that's the one day I can come play, come play, never complain. Cause I know the boys gon' drop a pod, prop up my squad so I can talk a lot. But here we go again, it's a new year. Rookies flowing in, it's some new tears. Who here to do fear? Bounce bells off of their chest like boutonnieres. It's a new year. Happy hour, yeah, yeah Let me ask you this, are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to get rich? Are you trying to get ships? Then you're trying to get this And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the Hey everybody, welcome to Dynasty Happy Hour. We come to you with really heavy hearts this week uh, as we lost one of our own analysts in the industry, Mike Taglier. Um, if you didn't know, he passed away after his battle with COVID-19. Um, just really tough. Uh, you know, he leaves behind a wife, Tabby, who he used to podcast with. And, you know, he's got uh, two kids, his, his daughter, Alyssa, and his son, Jonathan. Um, and it was really hard. I saw this the other day. I didn't know Mike personally. I did interact with him. We were in the corn division in Scott Fishbowl 11. Um, and he was super chatty in the chat. We both love corn. So we had that in common. I know he was working on a book. He's like, Hey, can we wrap up this draft? If we can, I'm going to my cabin for two weeks. I really want to work on this book and get it and, and try and get it done. Um, and then, you know, shortly after that, he was supposed to be at the expo, which all of us went to. And then he started not to feel well. And, um, from that point forward, you know, he was in the hospital for a long time and, uh, you know, unfortunately passed on and, uh, it was really rough. It put a lot of things into perspective because, you know, Mike was only 39 years old, a great guy from all accounts. I mean, if you go on, if you're on Twitter and you're on fantasy, you, you knew what happened and just the, the, the pouring, the outpouring of love for Mike and his family was awesome. And it's one of the things that I love most about being in this industry is when things like this happen, the people really come together and they care about each other. And, you know, there's the thing that you can look at is like, you know, the GoFundMe that was put up for the Tagliari family is a goal of $100,000. It's been up for two days and it's up to $326,000, which is absolutely phenomenal. 
Um, so if you want to, to, to share that, to donate to that, you can just type in GoFundMe Taglier in the search and it'll pop up. Um, and you can read all about everyone's stories with Mike and just, it just, in it's, it just sucks, man. Like I, it just, it made me really sad and it made me not really want to do much for fantasy football this week because it just kind of put things into perspective that like good people, um, can leave this earth way sooner, um, than they should. So, uh, Tyler or James, feel free to chime in with any words, um, in your interactions with Mike or anything before we, uh, before we start. I, I mean, I, I'll go. Uh, I, I didn't really have too many interactions with him except for, you know, if I ever, you know, liked some of his things, I'd like it. Or, you, you know, there's a couple of back and forth on, on some threat, on some threads that he had that, mm-hmm. you know, were always enjoyable, never negative, but there was, you know, they had the fantasy pros thing that happened and, and, you know, he was kind of down and I, you know, I just tried to tell him, you know, Hey, you know, that's not you. And, and he was like, yeah, you know, you know, you just want to build a positive brand, but man, anytime I needed help with anything, like I asked him a couple of fantasy questions about who to draft in rookie drafts too. Like I, I was talking about Kadarius Tony early on in the season. He's like, no, no, thank you. Like he was, he is not about that life, but he he was always a joy to talk to and even on twitter when you're scrolling through he's one of those people that you'd stop to see what they said because of how knowledgeable he was and just how how yeah, his great primer he, on on fantasy pros was was yeah. an awesome read every week yeah and, and and just interacting with him was so easy and and reading if you haven't yet go to Kyle Yates's post about uh about Mike and and read that and just see like how easy it is to interact with Mike because and Jody Smith had a really nice, yeah. nicely written um, thing about Mike too. And he was actually one of the ones that I was actually looking forward to meeting at the expo. And unfortunately, you know, I, you were, I wasn't able to, which, which sucks because I'll never be able to. And, mm-hmm. and it's situations like that, that make the expo so great. And, and it makes you think about how awesome it is because you interact with these guys, you know, through Twitter, through questions it's always nice to meet somebody in person to get that, to just like a, check the box, you know, just, just to be able to say you met them in person and, and it kind of sucks that I won't be able to anymore, but man, he will be deeply missed. And like, like you were saying on the donation page, the donations are just pouring and pouring out. And it's awesome. And I was, I posted on Twitter and I said, you know, you, you know, a mark that a man left when he's gone by how the reaction of like the reaction of people that are around him. Mm-hmm. And it is obvious as how awesome of a man he was and how bad this sucks. And, and yeah, it's, it, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can't deny that it's, it's a sad moment, uh, especially for his family, his children, uh, very close to my age. So it hits home. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself, you know, we've all throughout everywhere in the industry, we've been dealing with COVID-19 and how serious it is and this new Delta variant and getting vaccinated and taking precaution. And we've had to live with it for the past two years. It's a tough situation. Um, one of the things it did do for me was introduced me to a a bigger fantasy community and 
you know, I started out listening to this podcast when I started listening to doing Dynasty, and I listened to Fantasy Pros, and I listened to Mike Tagliere, and I love the games on their show. You know, each week they would have a certain separate game just for fun, for bragging rights. Their the creativity and drive that that man put into fantasy sports, um, it can't be matched. It really mm -hmm. can't. And I remember interacting with tags once. I had the privilege. Uh, it was in the spaces when beta when the beta version of spaces for Twitter was coming out, yeah. uh, of course tags, you know, he was trying it first and his, uh, his room was built up big time. And one of my buddies, he said, yo, tags is on spaces. You want to jump in? I said, yeah, sure. You know, that'd be great. He's very knowledgeable. And sure enough, I got to ask a question and it was, I dropped the news to him when Kenyon Drake was traded to the Raiders. Um, and his response was so accurate and so quick on the on point about the Raiders offensive line and not even knowing about the situation at hand with him just learning about the news he knew the fantasy implications that's how invested this man was in and around mm -hmm. football and in the fantasy community um he will be deeply missed um and once again condolences to his family and everyone at fantasy pros you you as well uh, we all know that you're hurting out there Yep, absolutely. So at this time, we're going to do a moment of silence for Mike. Rest in peace, buddy. All right. So with heavy hearts, we are going to roll into this week. It's going to be hard to kind of shift gears here, right? Um, so we're going to bring you our review for the week. We're going to go game by game. We're going to mention some injuries that happened and try to give you takeaways uh, from each game and try to get back into podcast mode, right? Which is always hard. Um, but I think that's what ultimately like what Mike would want to do something that we're passionate about just like he was. So that's what we're going to try and do. We're going to attempt it the best we can. Mm -hmm. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate you, all of you that listen and watch. You're the best. So let's roll into it. I've got the games up in front of me. I'm ready to go. I'm trying to mentally put myself in the space that I need to go. Let's go with the first game here. It is the Buffalo Bills against the Washington football team. Uh, welcome back. Josh Allen comes back, has four touchdowns through the air, a touchdown on the ground. Washington um, didn't look all that great. Taylor Henke, you know, on the road, a little bit of a back to reality type of game for him. Um, you know, no major injuries in this one that I, that I was aware of. Um, but let's start with Tyler. So I know Tyler, we were saying like, oh, there's going to be regression for Josh Allen. He showed us the 2020 version of Josh Allen. Did he not? Oh yeah. I mean, he was very efficient. 32 for 43 for 300, 358 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, that's what we saw last year. And the, the best part about it was in last year's version, you saw him with no running game. Well, this week they had a running game. And Josh Allen succeeded. So, mm -hmm. in my opinion, this was great to see him kind of bounce back against a defense that, well, in the beginning of the year, we thought was going to be good. But maybe it's not as great as we thought it was going to be. I mean, that secondary can be kind of torn apart a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much for me, Antonio Gibson saved his day. 
with a receiving touchdown where he took off. I mean, we saw what an amazing, what an amazing play to finish it off to the twisting and turning. I was like, damn. Yeah. I mean, and, and he showed how athletic he is and how fast he actually is. Cause he was burning people. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was going 10 times faster than anybody else. So yeah, it's nice to see that, but you know, give me more than one catch next time. I'd like to see a little more receiving game out of him, but yeah, only two targets today. I am worried about Washington and I feel like they should make a move for a quarterback and I'm not sure which one, but uh, I like Taylor Haneke, but you're going to need something a little more than him. He's, he's got no arm. He, he doesn't have, I mean, he the, has two. Well, he doesn't have the arm strength. Right. The like, it's funny. Cause they're like, well, you know, Haneke <laughs> doesn't have the arm power like Josh Allen. Well, nobody does in the NFL has the arm power like Josh Allen. So Haneke had a hard time in the wind today. So I, I, I feel like they should make a move like Watson, I guess, apparently, you know, may, maybe we'll talk about that about how Watson, the Texans are kind of making it easier to get him. They're not asking for three first rounders. They, they may lower the price to two first rounders and three starters. I mean, I'd do that. Jeez. James, what do you got on this game? Uh, I I think it was really more of the Buffalo defense that just took over. We saw three turnovers. Um, They haven't allowed 300 offensive yards in any of the first three games against pretty good matchups and they're they're facing Houston next week so <laughs> hats off to them if, if you're playing any bills I, I I love it um Zach Moss <sighs> thank you Tyler I know you said uh do you like Zach Moss during the week I said yeah I do like Zach Moss matter of fact I just know he's been banged up Finally, getting a healthy dose of Zach Moss. I am three happy three about receptions that. too for thirty one yards, which was yes, nice to see. and that was the main effect, especially since you know Singletary had two targets as well and eleven carries. So I mean, it looks like a split thing against the Washington defense, like you said, that was going to be strong up front, stop the run. They really couldn't slow this down. I mean, Washington secondary was mediocre at best yeah they're not great and you know we saw that last week with daniel jones this week we saw what josh allen can really do over 358 yards four touchdowns i mean that's insane and one on the ground and the and like you said the running back and my zach moss got into the end zone like it was a blowout um on the washington side of the ball for dynasty purposes i, I mean i'm getting a little nervous about diami brown yeah, you know, no, was, no a, receptions today. No, he played a lot of snaps. Yeah, uh, you know, with Curtis Samuel being out, you know, you'd expect that he'd step up. And it, and it seems like maybe that's why they went out and got Curtis Samuel, because they knew they didn't have that second wide receiver to really step up and get the job done. We see Adam Humphreys with a couple of targets. McLaurin obviously is going to get peppered with targets, even when they're having a bad day against a really good defense. Mm-hmm. But Diami Brown, I was expecting, you know, out of North Carolina, the field stretcher, I thought he was going to come in here and just open things up. But another week, uh, this week, he has negative fantasy points. You know, mm-hmm. stop trying to be creative and run the ball with Diami <laughs> Brown. You have two running backs. Just throw the man the ball. Let him run down the field and catch it. 
Yeah, I mean, only 49 offensive plays for Washington and only 24 pass plays, so that was a little concerning. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that uh, Dawson Knox uh, caught another touchdown this week in an acrobatic catch, and uh, he's probably going to finish as a tight end one this week because, as we've seen, tight end is a dumpster fire yet again this year. There's lots of hopes and dreams at the tight end position, but Dawson Knox, that's two weeks in a row where he scored a touchdown, so... My hopefully my um my ownership percentage of Dawson Knox, which is like ninety percent in MFL, um, will uh, hopefully start to pay off. Breakout tight end, let's go! All right, our next game here. Let me uh, hit the old backaroo button, and then we'll get we'll get on with the next one. As I'm fairly unprepared, I'm a little out of my headspace. All right, we got the Browns and the Bears, uh, boys. Uh, <laughs> Bears Bears offense. Oh, their lack of <laughs> i i had someone tweet at me earlier today i got this feeling i should start justin fields over dak prescott what do you think and i said start dak don't get cute that yeah, person should exactly. buy me a cake and mail it to my house because what kind justin, of cake do you eat uh just anything chocolate or cheesecake is fine too i wasn't I mean, the person that did it but yeah, I yeah. warned. I warned everybody on Twitter. I said, I think we're hyping him up a little too he much. He didn't look that good last week, and Cleveland's defense is good. Miles Garrett ate Jason Peters' lunch yeah. all day long. He was blown. He was a turnstile at left tackle. It was bad. It was. It was. I mean, to be fair, none of the rookie quarterbacks really played well at all and haven't no. all year. So it's. Yeah. I mean, it, Trey it's Lance first... will save us. Hopefully. Yeah. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Maybe the quarterback that is the best quarterback in this class is the one we have not seen, but I mean, I, Ian he... book is going to rule. all. Oh God. As a Notre Dame, <laughs> he, he fan, only, don't you even... fields only had three <laughs> carries guys. It's he holds the ball for far too long for far too long. It's not Ohio state. You're not playing behind this, this wall where it's in impenetrable and no, and people can get, can't get through it. It's the Chicago bears. I mean, their offensive line hasn't been great. It hasn't been bad, but I mean, it it's, it's hard to, it's a hard pill to swallow for people because everybody was touting fields. It seemed like everybody was selling everything in dynasty to get him. And Hey, maybe just maybe there's a reason why NFL teams passed on him. Maybe there's a reason why, even though Atlanta may be like, hey, Matt Ryan could be toast, but we could get Kyle Pitts instead of Fields because our offensive line ain't going to let this guy survive when he's holding the ball for six seconds. It's he's He holds the ball for far too long. It's Carson Wentz, and it, he it, it's fixable, but he needs to do it sooner rather than later, unlike Wentz, who I think it's too late for him to to change that mentality of just holding the ball and and taking off but yeah it was not a great outing for him nope not at all james what do you got for this game this is a pretty short one there's not really too much to take away odell beckham finally back in swing of things yeah five, five for 77, 77. Yeah, yeah not too bad not bad and a carry for 10 yards uh, but can we be honest he did not have the burst that i've seen from odell like no, that was one also, thing that stood out he did however have the focus and the reception on the sideline with the yes. toe tap was very nice to open it up. I believe that was like his first reception back. And then Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it was it a was, Kareem Hunt day. It was a Kareem Hunt day. And when it's a Kareem Hunt day, not a lot of players really eat in that offense. And they really didn't have to do too much. No. You know, like you said, the defense took care of things. 
Jedrick Wills was back on the offensive line. Um, Mooney was banged up in this one, going into this one. So I didn't expect him to have a huge game. Um, and we we saw that from him. Allen Robinson, like, mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about these receivers. Yep. You know, two guys, you know, Mooney was, you know, I projected him to be at least a, a, a top 36, uh, a wide receiver three this season. And then Allen Robinson always with the floor of a, a low-end wide receiver one. And now I'm I'm like after three weeks I'm kind of starting to panic on these guys because that I thought that they may have looked better with Fields because he can scramble out of the pocket but I guess there's a reason why Matt Nagy really wanted Dalton to start yeah. and not Fields and no. and now we know why and hey hey Justin Fields don't say you're not you don't get flustered especially when you're flustered. playing Miles Garrett because mm. all week it was like oh Justin Fields doesn't get flustered about anything he hasn't been. He hasn't been rattled since high school. Well, you know who did? Who rattled him? Miles Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he, he rattled him repeatedly. Yes. Uh, yeah, so let's move on to the next game. We've got the Ravens beating the Lions on a NFL record. 66-yard I... field goal from Justin Tucker bounces off the crossbar and goes over for the win because you know that's how Detroit rolls. I almost thought this was going to happen to the Chargers game as well, which we'll get to. It's like there's teams that just know how to lose. The Chargers are typically one of them. And the Lions are the Lions. So Justin Tucker hits a 66-yarder. The Lions were in this game the whole time. DeAndre Swift looks good. Mark Andrews had a nice bounce-back game. Um, Hollywood Brown, holy drops. Like, that was the thing for me is like, I was (sighs) like, oh, it's baby hands fuller. He He dropped a couple of... Really one good hit gainers. him in the hands, then the face mask. <laughs> yeah, he went so to so he went to he he went up to catch it, and before catching it, he went to like turn to like and he just lost focus and dropped it. But it was a rough day for Hollywood. Uh this game was a, a lot of these one o'clock games were ugly, and this was one of them. I thought it was fun because I wanted I was actually cheering for the Lions because right. I like this team. I really enjoy watching this team play, and yes. I love DeAndre Swift. That's one reason why I like to watch this team play. I love Hawkinson, despite him not doing anything. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, this ragtag group of receivers is fun to watch. But I'm going to talk about DeAndre Swift and how great he looks. He is hitting the hole. Last year, he was kind of hesitant towards the beginning of the year. Kind of. Kind He's of, looking legit. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I mean. If you have Swift, you are happy. He is a RB1. He's getting uh-huh. targets like crazy. Yeah, we've seen him and him and Jamal Williams can survive together, which also Jamal Williams is great. Like he is very underrated as a running back. He is actually I don't know what it is, but he seems to be getting better with age. He doesn't do anything. He's like the jack of all trades, master of none type of running yeah. back. Like he's good, but he's not exceptional at anything. Yeah. And then, you know, you bring out Swift, who's very exceptional right. with agility. Do you and... notice the difference in the offense between the two of them? Yes. So <laughs> sure. if you have DeAndre Swift, congratulations. Uh, yeah. I mean. That, that play he made trying to score where he, like, leaped a guy and was, like, on yeah. the guy's shoulder and he tried to extend the ball over. I was like, what a freak. Like, that was just a a bang-bang play where he was making something out of nothing and almost he scored on it. He was in, too, by the way. I, I want to mention that. The was ball he? crossed. I okay. swear it did. Yeah. Maybe that's because you're just such a DeAndre Swift stand that you wanted it to be. Yep. I mentally so, made it yeah. crossover. Uh James, any feedback on Ravens Lions? Uh Justin Tucker's leg is not to be messed with. I think he, he did miss it. a field goal in this one, though. 
No, I he missed the extra <laughs> point. No, he missed I, a field goal too. Really? He missed a field goal. Yeah, it was like the first one he missed in like. Oh yeah, you're right. Tries. You're yeah. right. You're right. But then, a, and then he comes back and definitely redeems himself with a 66 yarder. With time I mean, expiring, when, when I'm he hit sure that, that's I just the record, imagine, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. is yeah. When he hit yeah. that, I just imagined him opera singing by celebrating. <laughs> Beam of light shine down on his laces of his cleats, like, <laughs> like yes, I am the chosen one. He kid. probably will go down in the record books for quite some time, man. Because wow, uh, off the bar, like hold your breath. And you couldn't uh, tell amazing. from the TV angle if it bounced in front or behind. You right. had to wait for the referee right. signal. So I'm like, oh, it's no good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> That's a hockey shot right there. When it goes off the the crossbar and you just hope it drops down instead of bouncing up. That's the longest half shot. second in our lives waiting for the call on that kick. I was actually upset he made that. But then again, I looked at my teams where I have kickers still and I own them in a couple of these. I'm like, wow, that is a six pointer. That is <laughs> that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, other t- other takeaways. I mean, they pretty the defense for the Lions. I mean, I know they lost this game, but I, I, they stood up pretty well against the run game. I mean, not the Ravens too many, did nothing yeah, on the ground other than Lamar. Offensively, just Lamar Jackson was the one main piece of this game, and even they contained him. Didn't go over three hundred passing. Didn't go over sixty yards rushing. And they intercepted the ball once against them. So shout out to the Detroit Lions defense. Uh, I think Dan Campbell is getting things going over there a little bit. And, yeah, uh, they've they've been competitive in the three games. P.S. So. By Rashad Bateman very quickly yes. because this yes. offense they coming. need yeah they, they need an coming. alpha Hollywood Brown ain't it Bateman is going to do very well I think oh, out of the gate in my it, opinion it's so easy to see how well he's going to do in this offense mm-hmm. they need that alpha to go along with Andrews it's and kind of hard Hollywood to get rid of great... Malcolm Brown right now though you should have sold him last week Hollywood. Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. He's on the Dolphins. <laughs> He's a Dolphin. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, not Malcolm Brown. <laughs> you said you Malcolm. said Malcolm Brown. <laughs> did I say Malcolm Brown? You I apologize. Did, it's, it's oh my gosh! You know, I um, should have looked at I, the I screen and watched the game a, and potting at the same time. Hollywood Don't. is a great number two. He's not a number one. All right, let's get on to the next game. Big injury news in this one. The Tennessee Titans beat the Colts twenty-five to sixteen. Carson Wentz did play with his double sprained ankles. Um, you, you know, he played okay. <laughs> There wasn't a lot of fantasy goodness for the Colts in this one. And for the Titans, the big news was A.J. Brown. So he's been um, probably one of the more disappointing players thus far this season. Scores a touchdown in week one. Doesn't do anything in week two. Gets hurt here in week three early in the game. So he didn't get you any fantasy points. And then Julio Jones also gets hurt. He started off the first half looking pretty good. He gets hurt. So, like, the Titans are throwing to people I've never heard of. And they're scoring touchdowns. You know, Tannehill has a nice little bounce back game here with three touchdowns. And he added like 60 yards on the ground. Um, Derrick Henry gets his 28 for 113. That's, you can pretty much log that in every week. Um, but this Titans offense without Julio and A.J. Brown, like that could be real, real bad because they don't have the depth um, that some other teams do. I mean, Josh Reynolds, I guess, is still out there. Fersker has been out for the last couple of weeks. So that's going to be obviously a situation to monitor. But Tyler, does this open up a, a buy low window for A.J. Brown? Yeah, I mean, if you can, I feel like the owners who have him are huge AJ Brown stands. Like they traded so, for him. Yeah. Yeah. And 
And I mean, if you had him this offseason and traded him, like I, I had him in a couple leagues and I actually traded him in a couple leagues, but I got top dollar for it. So I'm yeah. not upset about it, but I love AJ Brown. He's so fun to watch on the field. So when he's down like this, it's it's disappointing if you own him or not. I do think better days are ahead. I do want to talk about uh, one player and I want to ask you guys, you guys worried about Jonathan Taylor? No, I mean, he looked good today. I think that he, it was more game script stuff. Like, I mean, he went 10 for 64 on the ground. He only had one reception. He had three targets. I'm not super worried yet. Um, I mean, obviously he was, you know, he was uh, in startups, a top five or six player. I don't think he was worth the price that you had to pay yeah. for him. Well, I mean, that's, he finished he was, finished last yeah. year so strong, and that's probably one of the things that elevated his, um, you know, it's that recency bias, right? Like, people are like, oh, look at the last six games. He's going to be a smash stud next year. People forget all the games before that, right? But the good right. news is they're not using Marlon Mack at all, and Naheem Hines is not super eating into his workload. Hines did have five for 54, and he had, he had the rushing touchdown this week. Um, so I think Jonathan Taylor, you can't go into your weekly lineups and think he's automatically an RB one. You've got to be like, all right, he's a solid RB two. And there are going to be some weeks where he gives you RB one weeks. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to, he is Clyde Edwards Hilaire that people like more. I hate you. Am I, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. People hate on Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I mean, he, Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets more work. So I, I, I mean, that's where that's at. I, I think Jonathan Taylor is a great talent, but the Colts don't seem to want to use him as a workhorse. And that, that sucks. And yeah, I mean, until, they ran the ball 18 times today. Like, I mean, that's with Carson Wentz being hurt. And yeah, that's, but with I think that Tennessee was like, they were down in this being, game most of the time. I think that Tennessee's was mostly a terrible defense. Scripts. Like they're bad. They're bad defense. They're not good against the run. Uh, I mean, I'm a little nervous, but like I agree with both you guys' statements that maybe our expectations were too high, aka Fields, and maybe mm-hmm. they should have been lowered because of Hines and the the fact that they they brought back Marlon Mack and that the coaching staff uses RBBC. So I I mean, I I would still like to go out and see what the price is for him because I would like to see if people are selling and panicking. But yeah, I'm I'm a tad worried. Fair enough. I think that you can definitely build a case to be worried. I think a lot of it's been Indianapolis has been down in games. Their defense isn't playing as well, and they've been more pass-heavy than anything else. Would be my take. He's still getting all the red zone work, or most of the red zone work. You know, Hines' long run was outside the red zone. So the usage is good inside the red zone. And again, they only ran the ball 18 times. He had 10 of them. So... I'm not super concerned yet. I would just lower my expectations. Like he's not an RB one for you every week. So you just have to like put him in your lineup and not expect that he's going to have RB one weeks every single week. Uh, James, what do you got for this game? Uh, first things first, you know, Carson Wentz, uh, you know, he, sh- he probably shouldn't have been in the game. He's better start. than Jacob Eason. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot better than Jason B- uh, Jacob Eason. Uh, Michael Pittman, I, I think he can get away with him being a regular flex play as long as, uh, you know, the terrible Wentz is throwing to him. 12 mm-hmm. targets, back-to-back weeks. I like that. Um, Miami is going to be a little bit of a struggle going forward next week, but um, Pittman's finally getting a little bit of uh, value behind mm-hmm. him. And then the other guy, Nick Westbrook-Akeen. 
uh, for Tennessee, you know, we mentioned the injuries. The there's a hamstring injury with AJ Brown, and then I'm not sure what was the Julio Julio Jones uh, injury. I don't know what the actual diagnosis was. I'm Probably not sure. something with a foot or something yeah. like that. Usually the <laughs> case. Yeah. Um, but Nick Westbrook, Akeen, undrafted uh, in the 2020 class out of Indiana, pretty fast, four five two. 40 speed, uh, higher speed score. Didn't grade out too much. Anything else as far as workout, uh, workout metrics, but he did receive some target share. And that's what I was, I was looking at there four for four for 53 yards and a touchdown. He did fumble, but he was the leading, uh, receiver in that offense. Mm-hmm. And with a ton of injuries already hitting this offense in this, in the receiving game, if, if either one of those two, um, top receivers go out. I, I think he's somebody that you might be able to pick up on the very, very cheap in off your waivers this week going forward for Dynasty. Yeah, I think that's a good name for, yeah, especially if he's going to be playing snaps and you can get him on yeah, the cheap, then uh, I would absolutely. His I think he's snap share went up, I believe. Well, nope. Yeah, obviously this week it definitely went up. Mainly a special teamers, but you know, when they play special teams, they're 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 worth something if they're fast. So sure. I, I like that. Uh, you know, it's just a sneaky little target you can go out and pick up for free. Yeah. So let's keep it moving. One of the funnest games of the day was the uh, Los Angeles Chargers 30, Chiefs 24. The Chiefs are one and two. It was a really fun game. Lots of fantasy goodness. Mike Williams continues to smash yes. this year. I know he was a hot name in the offseason. A lot of smart people were mentioning him. him uh, and he's and yeah. James. And James, <laughs> he, had, he had nine targets, seven for 122 and two. He had the game-winning touchdown, which it looks like the Chargers were going to screw that game over, and they actually didn't. So that was just like the surprise of the day. Is like, wow, the Chargers didn't figure out a way to lose the game, which is what they've done for years and years and years. Um, so that was exciting to see. Maybe they finally right the ship there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen leads the team in targets with 12. Mahomes looks good. And then he makes some kind of bonehead plays. Like that's the thing with Mahomes. Like he's not, he's not a super clean quarterback. He is going to turn the ball over from time to time because he takes chances, no look passes downfield and things like that. Um, so he threw a couple of picks and, you know, Tyler mentioned Hilaire. He had a good game here. So it was kind of a get right game for him on the ground. Uh, let's go to James first on this one. Give me some, give me some takeaways from the chargers and chiefs. It's Mike Williams, man. He's mm-hmm. actually good. I've been saying it for years and years. <laughs> uh, I wrote an article this week, go out and get Mike Williams before this game. And now you're not going to be able to touch him. He was wide receiver five last week. He will probably uh, after, for, after two weeks um, and he'll probably stay in the top 12 wide receivers for some time. Yeah. Things are starting to match up for him. It was ever always, it was either the yardage or the touchdowns. He would do good, but, uh, Why not both come in the season, but we were waiting for the both season. This is the final season. He's in the uh, final year of his contract with the LA chargers. And I believe he may have just cemented himself. If he can keep up a similar pace, he doesn't have to do all of it, uh, which is great. You know, Keenan Allen is the main threat taking on the, the number one cornerback on each and every matchup. And Mike Williams just eating. I think his chemistry with Justin, Jeff, Justin Herbert has finally, gelled they have gelled in in the offseason and it sh- it's showing on the field and i i think this offense is nothing to be messed with if they just beat the chiefs uh i know they're one and two 
but I, I, I like good things coming out of uh, L.A. for these guys going forward. Yeah, Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, the Chargers defense with uh, new head coach is real. As and long Derwin, as and Ber- a healthy Ber- Derwin James. As yeah. long as Derwin James. Joey Bosa healthy. played today as well. Derwin James is the best safety in the NFL. Easily. And, I'm not and gonna that, argue with that. Yeah. I mean, he changes that defense completely. So if you have the Chargers defense, good for you, or any IDP players on there. But uh, I want to talk about Austin Eckler and uh, how I own him in a bunch of spots. I I like having him as an RB two, and he's just fun to have. Like just seeing reception Eckler, reception Eckler. Oh, there's a rush. He doesn't need 20 rushes. All he needs is 10, 10 carries and six targets and he's an rb1 like he is so safe so nice to have it's like a, a nice blanket mm-hmm. in in a cold night just because you know it's always going to be there and uh he's like christian he's like a poor man's christian mccaffrey to me so i like eckler and i still think he's obtainable in dynasty so if you can go get him i would i'd pay for him because he's going to help you win yeah. Are either of you guys panicking on CEH on the other side of the ball? He ran awesome today because he did fumble with the fumble. And after that fumble, two weeks in a ran, row now, right? Yeah. He, I mean, after that fumble, he ran angry. He ran differently. Like he ran like, this is like Andy Reid got up to him and said, Hey, you do this again, you're out. And CEH like, like picked it up and hit another gear. Mm-hmm. And we saw that today. So I, if he runs like that the rest of the season, I, I love CEH. And I I mean, if people are still down on him, you can use the fumble narrative. You could probably still get him for a decent price. Yeah. I think just because we've seen just the inconsistency in his game that people are still going to be like, eh. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. This game was not good. It was the Saints beating the Patriots 28-13. to Mac Jones throws the ball 51 times today bonkers uh we saw jacoby myers have a really nice game finally you know nine receptions kendrick Bourne has a beautiful touchdown he went six for 96 and a touchdown and then uh johnu smith struggle bus like drops like there must be i hope it's just an adjustment period to the offense but johnu looked like trash today like he was a big reason why the patriots they had potential with big plays and it was clank off the hands or it was just it was a bad day for Jonu Smith. They didn't get anything going on the ground. And it's not like New Orleans did anything special. Alvin Kamara had a, a decent game here. 24 carries for 89. Nothing extraordinary. Jameis had a, a pull-it-out-your-ass touchdown to Marquez Callaway when he was pretty much in the grasp. Yep. Just This this game was just a, a bag of blah. James Tyler. White got hurt, didn't he? Yes, James White did get hurt. He had a hip injury, and he was carted off. So, obviously, we want to keep an eye on that. If James White is going to miss an extended period of time, um, keep an Say eye it. on JJ Taylor. Yes. Um, JJ yes. Taylor is the one for one, um, best replacement on the team for James white, JJ Taylor, small, quick, relatively fast pass catcher, um, could fill that role very well. So if he's available on any of your dynasty leagues, um, search for JJ Taylor. And I would add him this week because hip injuries usually mean you're going to miss some time. Um, and when you get carted off also not good. Um, but Tyler, what do you got for this game? I don't have anything extraordinary, just a bunch of bleh. All right, I'm gonna say it. Sell Callaway now. Mm. You missed your opportunity before in the preseason. And <laughs> the preseason when you could have probably gotten uh early second, late first, Ugh. maybe even two seconds. Do it now. 
we've we've seen this time and time and time again if you have somebody who's undrafted or a late round pick they are they're more than likely to fade away than to keep this consistent play so if you get a game like this with callaway sell him get that second round pick you could have gotten i know you're not going to get what you got in the preseason but hey here's your opportunity to gain some value sell him and move on because you know what this offense does not look great. I don't know how they played this decent against the Patriots. Alvin Kamara played very well, but I, I think we've seen it in the past three weeks. The Patriots run defense isn't as good as we have seen for from for years. So I think you need to sell Callaway. That's my personal opinion. If you want to hang on to him, that's fine, but you're going to miss out on the value and the return you can get from Callaway. That was a probably a free agent pickup for you. you can, so, maybe you can sell Callaway for a set of golf clubs. Hey, I hit I hit Callaways, so I'll be here. I'll do week. that. <laughs> James, what do you got for this dumpster fire of a game? Dumpster fire of a game. This is the only game that I did not watch any part of this week. Uh, I glimpsed at the Alvin Kamara uh, touchdown, the first one, and I was like, "All right." That's they ran enough. the Madden route. I <laughs> run enough. that route in Madden all day long, and it works. And it worked in real life. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I run that in Madden all the time." Uh, I think it's obvious that you know um, James is doing what. Sean Payton needs him to do mm-hmm. about 20 attempts each and every game. I averaging 21 attempts. He threw 21 attempts today, not going over 150 yards once this, uh, the first three games here. And that's something that I want to bring up. Like everybody that I mean, has Winston, as long as the saints are winning, I would try to get rid of him If, if, if he's on my rosters, try to but get some kind of value. They're losing. Him. Cause I like to watch him YOLO ball. But I mean, you're looking at his next. I'm looking at his next two games. They play the Giants, which they should win. Yeah. The Washington football team, they should win that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one, only next two games are in Week Seven and Week Eight. And if you have to stroll him out there every week, especially with all the other quarterback injuries going on around the league, uh, it's it's a little iffy, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like Winston too much. He, he's a he's a good quarterback for when he when he's hot, but when he's cold, he's cold. Yeah. And, and like we saw that last week against Carolina. That's pretty much all I got for this game. Yeah, um, that's an easy one. The, the Patriots, this... the Patriots, uh, they disappointed me, except for, of course, Jacoby Myers, who we love. Yeah, yeah. All right. This next game is the battle of you two's favorite teams. So I'm going to give the winner of this team, uh, Tyler's Falcons, oh. 17 over the Giants, 14. You guys can steer the ship on this one, but I'm going to give the first salvo to Tyler. Describe winning. Because when, when, I mean, the whole game, I I actually wanted, I, I had my phone away a lot today and I wanted to watch the game as a fan more. And usually when the Vikings play at three, I'll have red zone on. But I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this Atlanta game. I, I knew week one was disgusting. And I'm like, okay, it's got to be better. It's the Giants. We've got to be able to move the ball a little more. It wasn't. It was not great. Uh, I mean, it. Uh, Matt Ryan. I'm. Not, I have not seen Matt Ryan play this bad since his rookie year, or the year when he went like 20 touchdowns and like 18 picks or something like that. 17 picks where he threw a ton in the red zone. That was a bad year. I haven't seen Atlanta as a team play this bad since Joey Harrington was at quarterback. That was Oof. in 2007 when uh, the whole Mike Vick thing happened. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, this Atlanta team is not good. It is not great. And when you have Cordero Patterson as the the bright spot of your team, who looked good. He looked decent. Yeah, six for 82, like I following mean, up his decent week in week two. Like if you running, picked him up in your dynasty leagues, you're probably pretty happy that his usage was pretty good today. Yeah, and he's running the ball. Mike Davis is still getting carries. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Kelvin Ridley's saving his stat line by by the targets. And by targets, I mean Matt Ryan desperately trying to get the ball up before he gets buried by defensive linemen. It's not good. It's not good at all. Atlanta's going to be picking early. And hey, people bash them for taking pits at four. We'll, we already talked about Fields. Fields might have been the pick at four if Atlanta went quarterback. Uh, but hey, Pitts seems to be the better pick right now. And next year, they'll get their pick of the litter, I think, at quarterback. Uh, unless the Giants do, because they'll probably be picking before us. Oh, Pitts, Pitts played today, right? Pitts played today. He Pitts, had a late. Pitts played terribly today. Pitts had, watch. He had every he week had on late, this, on his yeah. late reception. I was going to say, Pitts, how's Pitts doing? Pitts was getting blanketed. <laughs> they had like the Pitts. They had him blanketed a lot. They were actually giving him more coverage than Ridley, which was the weird. Giants even lost Blake Martinez, their best oh, defensive player. Yeah, let me get into the let me get into the Giants side of the ball because we lost Blake Martinez, we lost Sterling Shepard, we lost Darius oh. Slayton. I mean, our second wide receiver was Colin Johnson from the Jaguars last Johnson, year. Who's, who's, him off the who's better than rack, our second which receiver? Which is very like good. Yeah. Well, I love Colin. Your second receiver actually scored a, a touchdown. So Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, <laughs> Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, which he's done in the past. You know, Turn we saw him do butter. last year Ugh. when Julio Yuck. was out. Zacchaeus stepped up. Russell Gage was out. So yeah, Zacchaeus, you know, familiar face. But the one bright spot for this game for me was that Saquon Barkley was back with a full workload. 16 carries, over 50 yards on the ground. He got into the end zone. He had a big reception. Um, six receive uh, six receptions on seven targets for forty three yards, and one reception he turned and went up, started going up the field, and they slowed him down eventually. But man, he looked good. He looked back in the way he was cutting um, up the field was very very nice. I appreciate that. I don't know the look of disgust on Doug's no, face. No, Bar- <laughs> Barkley looked really good, and I mean, if you traded for Barkley, I think better days are ahead. Your guys' offensive line is talented, but they just seem to not be mentally there. <laughs> I mean, Barkley had a a great screen catch where Will Hernandez was 25 yards ahead. Like he didn't even <laughs> yeah, pause yeah, to wait. One. He didn't even yeah. pause to wait. We'll he run just up field off. Downfield. It's like dude, just run. Yeah. You'll be okay. Just we'll run. run, Saquon follow. <laughs> it's, like, it's like come on like that that's so oh, common man. you need they they are still talented i i do think andrew thomas is a good left tackle i think last year was a forget year he's actually played a little better this year so as a giants team i mean hey you guys saw Kadarius tony that that's a plus who is still better than any wide receiver two option atlanta has so right, we, we spent about four minutes too long on this game. Um, I hope Sterling Shepard is healthy because he was looking awesome in the first two weeks for dynasty purposes. Um, they're both hamstrings for Slayton and Shepard. So expect yeah. at least a week. Um, 
need a replacement, go out, try to get Colin Johnson. He may be available. I agree. I like Colin Johnson. Shout He's out good. to Robbie Jeffries. And you cannot play Kadarius Tony. You cannot play Kadarius Tony. No. I repeat, you cannot play Kadarius yeah. Tony. Shout out to Robbie Jeffries, the biggest Colin Johnson fan. I know. Hopefully he does something. All right, let's get to the Bengals and Steelers. Uh, this was an interesting one. The Steelers' NFL record of 75 games with a sack ended. No TJ Watt? Mm, coincidence? Maybe. Maybe not. But the Bengals win this one 24-10. No T. Higgins in this one. Um, he was ruled out beforehand, so you're able to adjust your lineups. For the Steelers, injuries again. Juju Smith-Schuster was out of this game um, with an injury, so he didn't play after, I think, the second quarter. Um, this game, though, I mean, the first takeaway from this game for me personally is Big Ben is just washed. He's washed. 36 of 58. Yeah, the yardage looks good, and he had a tutty. But, man, he just does not look right for this NFL world anymore. Like he just looks old and slow and busted. And you know, the biggest thing, Najee Harris leads the NFL in receptions today with 14 catches on 19 targets. He's playing 96% of the snaps on the season. He was the offense today. Besides and he, Claypool. And, and, and Najee looks good. And, you know, running the football, I think he's not going to have like five yard per carry behind this line. And the say, fact that big Ben's the quarterback, but AP, if he, but if he can catch six, seven, eight, 14 passes every week, right. he's going to be an RB one in PPR format. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, AP behind this line in his prime couldn't get five yards per carry. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> they're so there's their rookie center got hurt. Claypool was out off and on with injury played yep. through pain, which I mean, at, at as a guy who likes Claypool, you like to see because you like to see kind of the growth of like, hey, he's going to play through pain. He's going to play through little nicks and dings. So that, that's good to see. But uh, I do want to talk about how Jamar Chase can't catch anything yeah, but he touchdowns. Can't catch, he can't catch at all. He's he can't terrible. catch anything but touchdowns. He's I mean, terrible. He's, he's three games in his NFL career and he has four touchdowns oh so seems pretty uh, terrible yeah uh i think it's actually uh nfl history like before his he's the youngest player to have like at least three touchdowns through their first three games of their career and guess who the the former number one was that had the record randy moss yeah remember his so. three touchdowns off like three catches versus dallas his oh rookie year yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so jamar, jamar chase that first touchdown it was in the pluck bucket. it out of the air all yeah. hands and it was he caught it at like his waist yeah like it was a, a weird angle and i was like he caught that and i was like oh okay yeah, that that takes some good body control some some good attention yeah beautiful and catch. i mean what what were the trades we were seeing in the offseason like chase or 2022 first should i reset and just take the 22 22 first yeah people uh, got scared they yeah, were some people some people got scared they were gabe gearing levels of shook <laughs> lip quivering like french fry french fry lady in the tramp like i quivering. saw the fear in a man's eyes shook i saw his soul melt <laughs> oh inside joke for those that know you know that's all i'm gonna say uh james what do you got for this game uh not too much not really much at all to be Pat honest fryer move Muth, the Muth is loose. More targets the if they if Muth. these if these injuries pile up for the Steelers. Um, they're not using Eric Ebron. Yeah, no, I they tried. They, he had they tried. <laughs> he got three targets. Uh yeah, Friar Muth with a touchdown. I, I'm just, you know, like you said, 
Roethlisberger is dead. Breaking Stick news. Forking him. Um, Trey Lance in for San Francisco. Did they score a like, touchdown? Like in in? I think they just scored. They scored with yes, Trey Lance. Did. Yes, and uh, Ayuk. Breaking news: dropped a touchdown by Jimmy G. The the play before. So yeah, Ayuk stinks for some reason. I don't know why. By low, I think. Yeah, uh, possibly. That's, that's a tough. That's a tough one. He possibly was their number low. one guy on their board, supposedly. Oh, Lance rushed it in, so he's not like in in at quarterback. He will. No, it he was will. a trick play. He will. Yeah. Count it. Was it. A, he's a not taking over. He did that in week one as well. Yeah, they, they they did a package play for him. I get it. All right, let's continue. Yeah, I think I think uh, we all knew that the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they came out, I think they won Week One. Um, yeah, they beat yeah. the Bills. Yeah, they beat the Bills and Week that One, and that, that, was, that was when they were healthy, and they're not going to be healthy for the rest of the year. Offensive line is atrocious, which I guess helps had Najee Harris in the passing game, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's that's about it. Other side was Mixon still getting his carries, still viable, still can play him every week, still holds immense value for dynasty purposes. And yeah, he's a workhorse. Yeah, that, that's bell cow usage for Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. So you love yeah. you love to see it. All right, he's let's move on to the next game. It's the Cardinals. This was a close game for a while. Jacksonville has that big hundred nine yard missed field goal return for a touchdown. Jacksonville's up fourteen to seven. You're getting like upset vibes and then jacksonville's like eh, not so much so the cardinals win 31 to 19 the big story going into this one was deandre hopkins injured he did play he was more of a decoy we saw aj green and christian kirk go over 100 yards for all the people that started rondale Moore because the matchup was good woof um but I, i think for jacksonville the biggest thing was like james robinson active in the passing game 15 carries 88 yards and a touchdown it looks like they finally writing the ship. In week one, it was like way too much Carlos Hyde. In week two, it was like, all right, the usage is getting better. And now we're starting to see James Robinson usage be where it probably should be because Carlos Hyde isn't that talented. And James Robinson, I think, is a good running back. So um, that's my takeaway in this one. It was James Robinson. Welcome back to weekly fantasy, at least flex appeal. Maybe low-end RB2, depending on how your rosters are built. Um, and then the Cardinals passing game, like, is this going to be a headache from week to week, James, with – we're playing guess who's going to have a big week. Uh, I think it had more what to do with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I agree. Injured in, in during the week and then got in a limited amount of practice. I mean, you really can't go off of too much other than that. I mean, this is just a wacky game all around. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's something in the air in Jacksonville. Uh, James Conner actually out snapping um, or tying Chase Edmonds and then putting up two touchdowns. I, I'm like, what is going on? I never thought... <sighs> James Conner would be fantasy relevant ever again. Uh, but yet here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I sell them off of this game. Just get rid of James Conner if you can. I, I would. That's for sure. That's fair. Um, and then the other bright spot, I guess, was uh, DJ Chark on the other side of the ball. You know, finally getting a touchdown. It's good stuff from him. Yeah, I mean, six targets, three catches, 49. You know, I would have liked to seen LaVisca to me has been interesting so far this year just with usage i know he was I'm coming off talk a, about him he was coming off a shoulder injury so tyler why don't you talk to me about lavisca so with lavisca the inconsistency with the targets he was actually getting compared to what he's doing with them was uh was showing he wasn't catching a lot of his targets but today he was 100 percent four for four which is good to see seeing him catch everything thrown to him even with the shoulder injury and uh 
my one last quick thing is go by Travis Etienne, especially when you can obviously see they need somebody explosive to for these short passes other than Chenault. This offense will be so much better next year when Urban Meyer's gone. Yeah, but you mean by Halloween, right? Yes, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow? Can he be gone tomorrow? That'd be great. Uh, I, you know, I made, I drew comparisons before the season started of Peyton Manning and Trevor Lawrence, their rookie years. And so far, lots of picks so far, ugh, I'm looking pretty accurate. So we'll keep an eye on it as the season goes on. But everyone, everyone forgets that Peyton Manning's rookie season was terrible. And he had like 10 touchdowns and like 20 picks. Well, Trevor Lawrence is, is throwing interceptions. So don't panic about Trevor Lawrence. I think you'll be fine. Um, at least give him his rookie year. And then hopefully they write to ship with a they maybe he's they bring still, in the 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 offensive corner Joe Brady from Carolina if they're yes. smart. He still looks so good, Lawrence. Like his his yeah, his him tools throwing, are good. Yeah, him throwing is like a thing of beauty. Every time you see him actually get time in the pocket and be able to step into a throw, you're like, Yep, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. So let's transition to another rookie quarterback. Uh the Jets throw up a, a big old apple cider donut for you. Zero points. The Broncos, 26 points. Quiet game for Cortland Sutton after his big game last week. But honestly, they didn't really need him. Tim Patrick, man, probably the best wide receiver four on a team in the league. I'd have to say maybe him and Auden Tate are right up there. But Tim Patrick, man, five for 98. If you want him in Dynasty, like, that's awesome. Like, obviously, with Judy's injury, Patrick is taking advantage. And then the backfield for the Broncos is the big story here. So, Tyler, we saw Javonta score a touchdown early. And then, of course, Melvin Gordon gets his. What's your what's your take on the Broncos here? I mean, I'm still buying Javonta Williams. Uh, we all know, like I think everybody who has him knows it's it's a one year thing. Uh, it's going to be Javonta's team next year, and you know, will Teddy be the quarterback next year? The way Teddy's been playing, I would not be shocked if he he is the quarterback, and he is unless they make a run at like Rogers. Yeah, like that. I, that, that's another. Yeah, I mean, you can make a run at Rogers, or if. A quarterback That'd be a falls. good fit for Rodgers. We've all said that. Oh, my God. If if Rodgers went there, oof. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Williams is going to be just fine. He had he had four targets, three catches, so I'm not too worried about him. He's going to be so good. Um, I, I do want to talk about Zach Wilson, who I talk about every week. I mean, sacked five times again. Temperature him, report on Zach Wilson. Him and Justin Fields are getting hit. I think Justin Fields just got hit again three more times as I was talking about <laughs> Miles Garrett. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson to me, I still like his outlook. And honestly, I like it more than Fields personally because I, I feel like Zach Wilson has the ability to to get the like he doesn't feel like he has to use his legs all the time in fields with me it's like newton it was with cam newton like oh my first read's not there i'm taking off oh my, my first read's not there i'm gonna take off first second read take off like with zach wilson it's more patience he's he's gonna stay in the pocket he's gonna throw he i think he's got a, a better arm than fields um like probably accuracy wise uh but yeah, I just I, I feel like the outlook for these quarterbacks, these rookie quarterbacks, we should have stuck with what we thought. Trevor Lawrence is by far the best quarterback I've seen out of this rookie class so far with the limited snaps I've seen from Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. We should have all known that. But yet people were still being like, oh, it's Fields. Oh, oh, no, it, it, it's definitely Fields. He's the fir- no, it, it should have always been Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was the the next Manning, the next luck. And, and we got to, we can't kind of 
it's almost like we get too cute with these things. And I mean, better days are ahead for these rookies. I, yeah, I mean, it can't get much worse for some I, of them. That's so true. I mean, <laughs> with the Jets, I think they don't have an alpha. Corey Davis is a great number two receiver. Ten targets today. I don't think he's an alpha. He doesn't have that alpha mentality. Like Jamar Chase, you see the alpha mentality. Like the, hey, give me the ball. I want the ball. And and, and he's just, he's got that oomph. And <laughs> Well, the Jets will be picking high, so maybe they yes. can add another receiver. Trey Burks from our... Arkansas is a great, great pick for them. <laughs> uh, Elijah Moore did get a concussion in this one, so that's to keep an eye on. Not yes. that you're really starting him right now, but he did get a concussion, and also KJ Hamler, I believe, got hurt in this game as well. So keep an eye on that. He had one catch for 28. Um, we all know that he's like the, you know, he's like that. He's a great best ball receiver, but starting him in dynasty every week is a role of the. He's Miko Hardman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get what you're gonna get. Uh, James, any feed, any um, takeaways here for the Jets and Broncos before we move on? I'm on the opposite side of the Zach Wilson take. Um, I do not like him one bit. Sorry if you uh, you pick me off the team. I didn't like him. Yep, I didn't like him going into it, and now I really don't like him. I said, man, maybe there's a chance, Um, but didn't get any stock. Not going to get any stock. Uh, I think they they took the wrong quarterback at two, and uh, it's going to bite them once again. It's the curse in New York. We just don't know how to draft quarterbacks. Um, either team blue or green doesn't matter. And it, it's, it's going to hurt. Uh, I, I'd stay away from most pieces. It looked good that Michael Carter was got a little bit more work than, than, uh, Ty Johnson, even though they were from, they were working from behind the whole game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like we said about Javante Williams, man, it, it was only a matter of time before he, uh, he started to really blossom and it's going to be every week where we see him matching up same amount of carries. It looks like they're, reserving Melvin Gordon for a later role in later in the year as well. I think this matchup of 13 carries a game and a couple, a couple of receptions could probably go all season. Um, Bridgewater it was one of the most, I'm sorry, one of the most uh, accurate quarterbacks last year. And he seems to be doing the same thing. He's over 70% once again. And I think it continues uh, as long as, you know, he's playing safe ball. He's not going for the, Big wins. The defense is stepping up, and Denver is looking pretty tough. Um, yeah, moving forward. All right. Yeah, let's move on to the next game. We get our first of the. Now, hold on. Stupid game. Uh, we got the Dolphins losing to the Raiders. The now three and zero Las Vegas Raiders, thirty one to twenty eight in overtime. Uh, you know, for Miami, this was uh, Will Fuller's first game back. So cool. Uh, he did catch a two-point conversion, but didn't get used much in the passing game with only six targets. Uh, welcome back, Mike Gesicki. Ten receptions for 86 yards with um, Jacoby Brissett at the helm. Man, Brissett threw it 49 times, 32 completions, only 215 yards. Eek. Um, but, you know, what looked really good was Jalen Waddle. Twelve receptions, only 58 yards. But you got to love the usage. Leads the team in targets with 13. On the other side of the ball... Um, if you had Peyton Barber getting a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown today, huh. you won your DFS. <laughs> Miami, check yourself. You won a million dollars in the Millie Maker for DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, you know the story in this one for me was Vegas really spreading the ball out through the air. Um, you know you've got pretty consistent targets between Drake, Waller, Renfro, Ruggs, and Edwards all getting a fairly similar and Peyton Barber got five targets too. gross. gross. Um, <laughs> absolutely disgusting, like street free agent. And then Kenyon Drake gets eight carries. Um, 
so I like the usage with Vegas. Quiet game for Waller. I'm not concerned. Um, but Ruggs looks good. He made a really beautiful toe tap catch on the sideline. I'm I'm encouraged with Ruggs. If you bought him low in the offseason, I think you're starting to see like some of his potential shine through. Would you agree, Tyler? Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I want to go back to Peyton Barber. How pissed is Josh Jacobs at the <laughs> the usage Barber got? I mean, Jacobs is so talented, but never got the usage. Yeah, Barber touched the ball 26 times for 142 yards. Am I right? Like, come on. Come on, Raiders. Like, did Jacobs do something to Gruden that we don't know about? But uh, I want to talk about uh, Jalen Waddle and his targets. I said at the beginning of the year, Jalen Waddle could have a hundred receptions. Well, if he keeps doing this, it's it's going to come easy. A hundred receptions for 650 yards. Yes, that, that could be the Jarvis Landry. <laughs> the Keenan <number>. Allen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, that's 17 points in PPR League, and that is going to do well for your third receiver. So you like to see, like you said, the usage for Waddle is great. Mm-hmm. James, what do you got for this game before we move on to what was supposed to be the game of the day and was not? I'll just quick touch on Mike Gesicki and those targets. A lot of them came really late in the game in the fourth quarter, the end of the fourth quarter when they tied it up to put it into overtime and then a couple more in overtime. So if you're thinking you can roll him out there every week as a a tight end one, uh, check yourself, check your matchups because same with Edwards. Yeah, they don't go in overtime. He's not going to do much. Yeah, Yeah. like there was a lot of there's a lot of the sto- of the story that the stats don't really tell in this one. And mm-hmm. uh, just just be patient with with what's going on in Miami. I I mean, two is eventually going to come back. I don't think he loses the job to Brissett. No, Brissett didn't do anything. I mean, Brissett played OK. He didn't do anything to like, you know, completely fall on his face like last. He week did rush he for a touchdown, points. which was pretty nice. I, I like that. Yeah, He had a couple juke moves in the open field. I was like, whoa, Jacoby. He like juked out a linebacker. I was like, oh, yeah. OK. Uh, let's move on to the L.A. Rams, the undefeated L.A. Rams. My bold prediction of Tampa running the table and not losing is unfortunately took to week three. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Rams 34 to 24. Man, Matt Stafford looked awesome. Yes. In this game. Uh, but I'm concerned about Robert Woods. James, what is going on with Bob Forrest? Because like I know Cooper Cup's having an outstanding season. But Bob Woods seems like he's either forgotten or something. He didn't have breakfast. He's not having breakfast with. He's not having breakfast with Matthew Stafford like Cooper Cup is. And you know, apparently Deshaun Jackson came in for brunch this week, and so did Van Jefferson and Robert Woods. You know, he he just missed it. I guess he slept in all week. Didn't make the breakfast meeting. He's more of a dinner type person. He's a dinner type person. You know, a little log on the fire uh, action. No, I mean, he's spreading the ball around, Matthew Stafford, and whatever yeah. it hits, it sticks, and, and it works. Uh, but Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson were the main winners this week, and I, I think Cooper Cup going forward is is the guy you want. I'm a little bit panicked about Robert Woods just because of the age cliff and dynasty, and it's going to be tough to try to get rid of him off your teams if he starts to falter. Yeah, I was looking at like a, a six targets, man. Up. <laughs> uh, with Stafford on as the QB, but unless something happens to – well, Deshaun Jackson, we know something could obviously happen to him. He's pretty uh, injured. Well, they'll just prone. put in Tutu. And then, yeah, Tutu <laughs> will be in there. And then Van Jefferson will step in. But unless something happens really to Cooper Cup, um, Robert Woods is is starting to lose. I'm starting to lose know. faith. And you're going to have to really watch the cornerback matchups to see uh, 
if you could play him, which kind of stinks because you were relying on him. Robert Woods changed his number from 17 to 2. Yeah, That's confused the, the crap issue. out of me today. That's the issue. I mean, it's all analytics right there. Yeah, the number change doesn't go well for some. It's science. <laughs> uh, I mean, I loved seeing the usage from Sony Michelle. I, I really like... I thought he looked good against this run defense, which is so dominating. He mm-hmm. he ran hard, and he got some catches. But I, I want to talk about um, Tyler Johnson getting some catches, huh? Yeah, and, and Brady looked his way like three times in a row. Yeah, Ty, Tyler Johnson, the, the forgotten man, because Antonio Brown. People forget once Antonio Brown's gone, Tyler Johnson could be the wide receiver for three for this team. Or Jalen Darden, who's a great buy low type guy. And Brady guy. supposedly loves Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden has been nothing but great in camp. That's all you've heard mm-hmm. is he, he's making play after play. Uh, his, his comparison is John Brown, who Arians loved John Brown. Yeah, so uh, Darden is definitely a, a guy that you should go out and, and see what the price is on because it's only a matter of time before he gets a chance to to shine once Brown's gone. Yeah, and uh, I just can't believe it. it's it's interesting the game script in this one. How much they use Giovanni Bernard? Like, holy smokes, ten targets. He he ties for the lead with Mike Evans, who had a nice game. That backfield man, I that, avoided well, it at all. I costs. mean, they only they only ran the ball thirteen times. Tom Brady, Brady had three led, carries. Tom Brady led the team in rushing. There's got to be a stat that probably it. hasn't That's happened probably a in like weekly prop it, It's only happened one other time in okay. Tom Brady's career, is what they said on Fox. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, the, I'm just avoiding the Tampa Bay run game. I'm not starting anybody in. Maybe next week when they play the Pats and they're up by three touchdowns, sure. But I can't start anybody in that backfield confidently. If you're in full PPR, I guess you could start Geo if it's going to be a competitive game. But I don't. I don't think you could really avoid. start any. I wouldn't have started any of these running backs against either team this week anyway. The LA Rams, yeah, no. and the Bucks are our top rushing defenses so that's why we saw all this play uh all the passing in yeah this michelle game. only Going got 20 forward, carries because they were up by multiple scores i would start time. chris godwin yeah and michelle wasn't getting michelle wasn't getting the work i mean look at it 20 carries for 67 yards so he really didn't three average too much 3.335 yards per uh per carry i mean that's that's nothing three uh, but it is something against this run defense because everybody sure. gets destroyed in this run defense and he had three catches so they're using him in every aspect, which is nice to well, see. Well, they really because... didn't have a choice. They weren't going to use Jake Funk. Hey, get the funk out of my face. Yeah, all right. He was in he was in a funk. He was in a funk. All right, let's get to our last 425 game. It's the Seahawks and Vikings. Uh the Vikings, man, they played well. This is Tyler's other team. And uh leading the way, I, I gotta tell you, Tyler Conklin. This was the game. I picked him up in a few dynasty leagues on the cheap once Irv Smith went down, and everyone was like, Oh, give me Chris Herndon. And I was like, Okay. Um, but I've liked Conklin for a while. You know, good athlete, good size. He looked explosive today, seven for 70 and a touchdown. But really the story of the day, I mean, Justin Jefferson did his thing and Kirk, Cousin, Kirk Cousins looked good, didn't turn the ball over. But Alexander Madison. Bingo. Man, Madison with 170 yards total. He didn't score a touchdown, unfortunately. But Madison, they just went to show like, hey, if Dalvin ends up getting hurt, Madison can play that role. He touched the ball over 30 times, 32 touches for Alexander Madison today. And he looked great. You know, on the other side, Chris Carson, unfortunately got game scripted out of this one. He did score the long 30 yard touchdown, but he looked good. And then Tyler Lockett, I don't know the status of his injury, but it didn't look good. I say he's fine. He came back. 
Did he come back? Yes. Because I was going to say best bet. It looked like a high ankle sprain, but if he nope. came back, that's he good. Came back. Okay. My I wife said is because he's embarrassed is why he stayed down. Me and my wife watch this game together, and honestly, some of the most enjoyable game watching is with my wife. Yeah. And um, she told she called Tyler Conklin uh Mr. Rat Nest Hair because it looked like a rat's <laughs> nest that was coming out of his helmet. Oh I, I loved it. I said, yeah, but he's got a great first name. And she goes, what rats? You're rat's like, nest. You like babe? Really? <laughs> There's um, a lot of Tyler action in this game. I. I, I watched this whole game, DK Metcalf dominating human being. Like, I don't know why they didn't throw it to him a hundred times. Yeah, good bounce back game for DK if you're he worried about him. He did get hurt. It was a jump ball. He, Russell, threw it up. And DK jumped real early. And then Yeah, his timing was way off. Came down real funny. Uh, I mean, we all know DK had, didn't he have a neck injury in college? That, yes. Yes. So he came down really, really weird. So I hope he's okay. He was out the rest of the game after that, but it was towards the end and they were out of it. So Carson, Russ, his touchdown, it was all Russell Wilson reading the defense. Yeah. Literally, it was a pass. Russell saw it and directed it right towards where the opening was on defense. Like, read it all the way. Mm-hmm. Carson was is always fun to watch. Uh, Alex Collins, if you have Carson, you need to pick up Alex Collins. He's a true backup. Um, Gerald Leverett, look dominating today yeah, but it, the vikings couldn't bring him down uh jefferson all of his targets jefferson dominated this game they could not stop him for anything he was always open uh he just he looked like jefferson of old and Kirk cousins controlled the offense perfectly it helped that madison was so dominating i really like madison second contract type guy he's gonna go elsewhere and get paid he is a very good running back he's super young still I uh, think, think uh, Michael Turner with Atlanta. Yeah. He's going to become a workhorse. He's going to do this. So, and, and and the best thing about him is he's not going to cost somebody a ton of money. He's not going to be ten million a year. He's gonna he's going to go into a team six million a year and become the workhorse. Yeah, and it's one of those things in dynasty. If you own Dalvin Cook, hopefully, like me, I own Dalvin in a league. I was like, all right, well, he's not playing. I don't have a better option. Let me elevate Alexander we, Madison we off the too. taxi. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. like it's great when you have that because there's you know people say don't handcuff but when you have a running back that sees so much work in an offense that Madison can slide right into that role he's one of the rare guys that can I mean they look so similar I mean Dalvin's a better running back than Alexander Madison but Madison has skills and he slides right into that role and he, he's productive so that's what you love to see so hopefully if you have Dalvin got um, some bad Madison. news folks yeah Debo. Brandon Ayuk is back. Debo <laughs> is now hurt on the sideline. Ayuk <laughs> just, just scored a touchdown. Oh, oh! I thought you meant he's bad. The bad news was Brandon Ayuk is back. That was like, the bad news is Debo is hurt. Debo got hurt, oh. and he's on the sideline getting looked at. So hopefully he's all right. He's having a monster season. My biggest concern with Debo is he's constantly dinged. Always. Him Always and George hurt. Kittle hang out in the constantly ding tent. <laughs> A lot you mean the time. blue tent? You know the the medical tent. The yes. constantly ding tent is a great mm-hmm. name for it. Constantly like ding tent. Better. I mean, I'm uh, just to get back to this game, and I'll throw in my little two cents here. Alexander Madison was great, uh, like you guys said. The one thing that upset me the most was because I am the Dalvin Cook owner, I am the Alexander Madison owner. The fact that they brought in C.J. Ham to punch mm. it in on the goal line, 
I and love then, ham. And then he got stuffed, <laughs> and then they didn't let Madison try. A stuffed ham? Stuffed ham. <laughs> Is that like a chicken cordon bleu type of I thing? Mean, I'm not sure. I mean, Seattle, you know, they took that Seahawk, and they stuffed the ham right at the goal line. Um, and it, that's, I mean, it, it sounded like a Thanksgiving dinner already. Um, maybe. I'm I'm hungry for ham now. But, uh, honestly, CJ Ham is like uh, one of the most beloved players in Minnesota. Yeah, like we love him up here. Yeah, he's very good. All right, so I, I do want to touch on Thursday night's game because we forgot to do it at the jump. Yeah, obviously the big news there: Christian McCaffrey hurt his hamstring. It looks like he's going to miss multiple weeks. It's going to be the Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman show. I didn't think Chuba looked that great. Tyler's like, he looks I did. He was ready. He looked pretty one. good for for not knowing that he was going to plump come in. He into looked that, like he was going to break one anytime. Am I wrong on that? Like when he took, <laughs> he is one slip away from just busting an eighty yarder. That's what he is. He's a big play guy. I know. But I mean, he's got world class speed, and if he turns a corner or breaks one, he's he's not. You're not catching him. That's the best part about him. So, so I think in leagues that you have Chuba, he's going to be a, a healthy flex option for the next few weeks because of the usage they use the running backs. Royce Freeman will get some work too, but I think it's going to be Chuba one and then Freeman right behind him. But DJ Moore looked great uh, on Thursday night. He was the star of the show. Terrace Marshall looked pretty good. Robbie Anderson. Are concerns, we panicking? Panicking. Concerns yes. with yes. Robbie Anderson? Yes. Possibly you. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I would, be, I would be concerned uh, as a Robbie Anderson owner that um, his usage has not been great. But Darnold, uh, two more rushing touchdowns. Like, whoa, when did Sam Darnold become a Konami code quarterback? But when he looked got great. Rid of Adam Gase. He washed, he took the longest, hottest shower and rinsed all the Adam Gase off of him. The stink is completely off of him now. And he looks good. Um, you know, in Houston on the other side of the ball, Davis Mills, he had that one drive where I was like, oh, look at you, pro quarterback Davis Mills. Um, Anthony Miller scores a touchdown in his Houston Texans debut. And then Brandon Cooks, he did get hurt in this one, but I don't think it's anything serious. But Brandon Cooks, just a value. I told you in the offseason, if you're a win-now team, go get Brandon Cooks. My redraft peeps, I said, go get Brandon Cooks in the eighth round. It's a smash value. He's just good, man. He doesn't matter what team he's on. Doesn't matter what quarterback he has. Just Brandon Cooks is a really good football player, and and those running backs. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Woof. None of them are startable ever, in my opinion. Just bad. But David Johnson in a second for DeAndre Hopkins wasn't that worth it? <laughs> it's like one of those dynasty trades where you look at it. It's like those dynasty trades where you look at it and you go, oh. Yeah, it's like cringe. You're like Ooh. the ones where you're like, how come I didn't get offered that? Yeah, that happens. So yeah, not too much to take away from that game, uh, except for the McCaffrey injury. More looking good. Donald looking good. Robbie Anderson, possibly you. Trying to find something about. I thought Jeremy Chin got injured in this game. I just couldn't find it. He might have. With but that Carolina Panthers defense. Legit. JC Horn got hurt. JC Horn got foot. hurt. That's who it yeah, was. Yeah, he broke his foot. He's yeah. going to miss probably like six like, weeks or more. Wasn't like six places or something? Yeah. Like that? Something well, insane. I mean, foot bones are very, very small depending on which and they're bone it is. Looking. There's a lot of if tarsals you, in the bones. If you look at a foot on x ray, it looks like a fish fin. It's weird. It's it's really weird. I never thought of it that way. I, I guess, okay. Kind sure. of. Yeah. Yeah. If you spread fin. it a little more. The dorsal yeah. fin, 
or the pectoral fin? The 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 side fin, you know, the little flappers. Little the, the little alligator <laughs> hands. You know, the Finding Nemo, the short one. Yeah, yeah the, short the short one, the long one. Goldie's Goldie's arms. Oh boy! All right, I think that's gonna do it for us this oh, week, boy. Tyler or James. Any final words before we get out of here? Uh, I mean, no, not really. I mean, just enjoy your week. Uh, tomorrow night's game is gonna be awesome and yes. fun to watch. It, I. I think it's going to be an offensive just back and forth. If it's not, we I'll thought cry. that last week about the Chargers and Cowboys, though. That is very true. Uh, hopefully, Dak has a bounce back week because I could use him in a couple of matchups. I need, I need him to kind of be like okay, but not great in the matchups I'm against. Him. That's the worst situation because you're playing against him, and, and I have him have in him. leagues, and I'm like, yeah, oh, just He's be like, okay, but not great. Off. I need him at 24 points, but not above 24.3 points. <laughs> That's pretty much going to be my life. I might not even watch the game tomorrow just because of that. All right. And since uh, we're talking about tomorrow, I'll drop a hot take that Jalen Rager actually outscores Devontae Smith tomorrow night. Um, I'll have a hot take. Kenneth Gainwell outscores Zeke Elliott tomorrow night. I don't know if that's that hot anymore. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, then the proof behind it. I mean, you look at it even last. We'll just go back to last week real fast. Mike Williams matched up against Anthony Brown. Now, Jalen Rager's no Mike Williams. We know that. But it seems like the second wide receiver in the offense, the post route guy or or the guy that plays on the left, mainly uh, who will be Jalen Rager uh, eats against the Cowboys. So we'll see what happens. I, I like the second option to uh to get what if to it's quiz this week Qu- we'll i mean give you quez or rager there you give you me quez or rager wow yeah. you're generous all right what do i get if i win nothing v bucks no oh yeah <laughs> you get gifted a skin in fortnite I thanks tyler a skin gift <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there oh my <laughs> all right and that uh, <laughs> hey, close the show hey, great happy this hour is dhh yeah. after hours <laughs> after hours Ooh. Get a nice glass of scotch and a cigar. (laughs) All right. That is going to wrap us up this week. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us, uh, you know, via video on Facebook, YouTube, all the things. Uh, Make sure you go onto Apple, leave a review, leave some comments. Let us know how we did. Um, And once again, prayers out to the Tagliar family um, for the loss of Mike. It's just, yeah, we talked about it at the top of the show. Just a, just a bummer. Um, kind of why we're back, kind of like all over the place tonight. Yeah, we're, we're not uh, really in the mentality. So yeah, we we're a little over, you know, we all over the help. place tonight. We hope uh, we help you out. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so prayers to the Tagliere family. Check out the GoFundMe. Contribute if you can. If not, just read about an awesome, awesome man that will be greatly missed. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. 